to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Good morning, Humanity Church. Uh, My name is Juan. I'm one of the elders here. What's up? And those of you at home, how are you guys? Um, I'm uh, very excited, actually, uh, for today. So today is going to be a conversation. It really is going to be a conversation. So those of you at home watching online, this is a time to go get your coffee, mix it up the way you love it. I, I love it. So a little bit of sweet and about this color. Right, just a little light brown. I like it. Um, and but some people love tea, so grab your tea because we are we're going to be in a conversation. And those of you here, we are going to be in a conversation. Uh, the conversation you're going to be having part of it is going to be with the people that are sitting near you. And uh, and there's also going to be an opportunity uh, for anybody willing to share. We're going to have a conversation, maybe that involves all of us. So I'm excited. So again, conversation. I'm noticing that everything starts with a conversation. Every relationship starts with a conversation. I'm trying to think, does any relationship start without a conversation? It even starts before the verbal conversation. Have you ever noticed that the conversation starts in here? Hmm. I'm going to speak out loud right now. I'm going to think out loud. Hmm. I wonder what they're like. Hmm. That was a dumb thing they said. Hmm. And now that's an even dumber thing that they said. Hmm. She's cute. She's really cute. I wonder what she thinks. And it's all this conversation. So today I'm going to, we're going to talk about those conversations. And we're also, I'm also going to, I'm going to give you a tool of how to be aware of the conversation in a moment. And also how to use this tool to direct your conversations towards a, a more fruitful and life-affirming relationship and path. Who's up for that? Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm promising you this tool, so if I forget at the end, somebody's got to remind me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to promise this tool. However, however, it's a pretty simple tool to use, but it's going to be hard. So I'm not promising you an easy thing. I'm promising you a simple tool. But it's going to be difficult and at times terrifying. 
Because I have found that being in a right relationship with the people around me takes a lot of work. I heard an oh yeah over here. Who, by a show of hands, who relates to that? Oh yeah. Especially when the conversation in my head is all about how they don't care about me, how they don't support me, how they're not going to listen to me. And then I enter that conversation and they say something like this. Hey, can I get, for, get that for you? And what you hear is, hey, are you unable to care for yourself that I have to get that for you? Why are you laughing? Have you been there? Holy cow, have I been there. So that's that. No promises. Now I want to talk to you about this. So, where am I here? I'm using technology for the first time. Haven't you guys, aren't you guys so proud of me? Uh, <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever noticed that when you're talking to someone, that there's the conversation that you're having with that person? Mm -hmm. And then they're responding to the conversation that they're having with you? But then have you also noticed that in your mind there's a conversation about the conversation that you're having with that person? Have you ever considered that that other person is also having a conversation about the conversation that you're having? And then have you noticed, like me, that you're formulating thoughts about the conversation that you think you're having with that other person, that they think they're having with you, that they have no clue that you're having inside of you, and you have no clue that they're having inside of them about you. Huh. And then, whatever your commitment is, you just want to get your point out. You don't. It's not that you don't want to listen. It's that you can't hear when you're having a conversation about the conversation and wondering about what you want to say next so that you sound as smart as possible that you can make your point regardless of what they're thinking about over there. And then you walk away from the conversation and you think, I hope they got it. What are the chances that they got it? What are the chances that you got it? You might have missed it. Have you ever found yourself in a conversation with someone else about a conversation that you're having in their head, that they're having in their head? And they say you're starting to negotiate and make agreements that you don't fully agree with. You're not on board with. And you say something to the effect of, I'll consider that. And you nod half-heartedly, I'll consider that. What do you think the other person heard? The other person thinks you agreed to it. Right? They said, hey, would you like, would you do this for me? Well, yeah, you know, I'll consider that. But remember, the person's having a conversation in their head about the conversation as you're having a conversation in your head about the conversation. And when you say, I'll consider that, they walk away thinking that there's agreement. 
and you walk away having lied to them. Whoa. What about this one? Have you ever... I want to give you an example. Have you ever walked away from a situation like that and like you actually then are resentful that you have to do the thing that you said you would consider? Because really, you weren't saying yes. You were saying, I consider, but they heard the yes, and then they call you and said, hey, it's that time of day. Um, I'll come pick you up so you can help me move the couch. And then you're like bitter. Oh, man, it's Saturday morning. I didn't even say yes to this. They always do this. They always do this. Like, they ask for things that I know I can't say no to, and I say yes, and they just use me. And then the truck pulls up, and you're like, hey, good morning, bud, how you doing? So how, they can only think you're, you're like a lovely person. Don't, don't let the truth out. Don't let them know you're in bitterness, and then all day long, you're looking at your watch, you're like, dude, you said this was going to take till 1 o'clock, it's 101. And, dude, we should have been out of here a minute ago. And then at 102, you're fuming as you're driving away. And you're like, see, they don't even know how to keep a commitment. They told me 1 o'clock, it's 202, and we're just finishing now. How about this one? Have you ever said yes to something that you had no intention on doing or some request you had no intention on fulfilling? Anybody? And at the end of the day, you actually don't fulfill it. And then you start with the excuse machine. It's a pretty cool tool, right? Oh, man, look, I have this thing, and the thing is due, and so I'm not going to be able to help. And in those situations, have you, how common is it for you, for me, to really consider how they're feeling at that point? Kind of. I kind of don't care. I said yes, but I didn't really mean it. How about this one? You say no to a good request. Now, I'm talking about good requests here, things that will support and build the relationship. I'm not talking about destructive requests, right? Because I have a hard, fast rule in my life. If anybody asks me to cover up a murder and bury the body, I'm a hard no, <laughs> right? So, yeah, see, thank you. I'm, I'm a wise man, right? But I'm talking about those good requests where, where you say no initially, but then you consider and you go back and you say, you know what, I'm going to do the thing. In those situations, have you ever considered how that person is receiving that? And again, remember, there's a conversation about the conversation that's going on in you and them, and it, this is all very confusing. I, how many of you are exhausted of just like my first two minutes of all this? Yeah. How many of you are exhausted at the end of the day and you realize, I, I really have been at my desk and at another table all day long, but I'm exhausted? That's me too. 
Now, there's another thing. Have you ever had a thought or an intuition to do something kind and supportive for another person? Show of hands. I remember we're in a conversation. Cool. And, and you actually didn't do it. Now, they don't know that you had this thought to do this kind thing for them. So really, but how did you feel when you didn't actually carry that thing through? Or are you like me? You immediately push it aside and forget about it. Because to really reflect on that might be kind of painful. Now, how many of you have had this? You have that same thought come in your mind and you think, like, dang it, I don't want to do that. But you end up doing it. How does that land with the other person? So I'm going to give you an example of this. This week, Charlie, anybody know Charlie? Yes. Some of you know Charlie? Charlie's my dog. He's awesome. Charlie's awesome. I talk more about Charlie than I do my children. Um, Charlie's my awesome, awesome dog. And uh, earlier this week, he, he got into the trash and ate like, I don't know, four bones that he was at pork bones. He's not supposed to be eating them. So he, throw, he throws up. He starts throwing up at like night. Worst time of the day. It's like a Monday night. We got to go to work the next day. And I hear him gagging. And this is, this kind thought comes into my mind. I, I should get up so my wife doesn't, I'm confessing right now. My wife doesn't even know this. I should get up, she does know it. But I, I should get up and, and take care of the dog so my wife doesn't have to. Or, I could, because I'm a heavy sleeper, or I can pretend that I didn't hear the dog gagging. You guys want to guess what I chose? <laughs> I chose that about four times that night. <laughs> about four times. And at about three in the morning, my wife says, did you not hear Charlie? Huh? What? What? I'm a bad person. But also this week, and my wife doesn't know about this, I got to make it right. Uh, so, so also this week, I had the thought, like we have a Keurig coffee maker thing, and she's the only one that ever fills up the cups. Like, we all pretend like we don't see the empty, right? But, but this week, I thought, you know what? I could, like, do a nice thing for my wife and fill the K-cup thing. And I actually did it. Right? And the thing is, I actually felt like I had served my wife even though she didn't know it. And, and it's probably because I'm writing this talk that I did that, so I don't want to... <laughs> full disclosure. And last night, the trash was overflowing. And nobody takes the trash out in my house. Nobody, except one person. But last night, I thought, I'm going to take the trash out without anybody asking, because again, this is going to serve my wife. 
And I even reached back behind the thing to make sure there was no stuff that had spilled over and took it out. And I didn't say anything about it. Well, until now. Um, and again, probably because I was writing this talk. Oh, I lost my notes. Too bad. Um, oh, no, I did not. They're back. Okay. So I'm going to put a pin in this right here because I'm going to propose to everyone that that thought, that thought of good intention, that thought of kindness, that thought of support, that thought of service is actually God speaking to you. And we say yes, and we say no, and sometimes our no becomes a yes. Pin in that, we're coming back to it. I want to read today's verse. I'm going to read Jesus' parable from Matthew 21, 28 through 31. It's the parable of the two sons. Not those two sons, the other two sons. Some people know the two sons as the parable of, uh, of the prodigal son. Anybody heard that? I mean, even if you're not, don't, aren't in this Christian community, people have heard about the prodigal sons. But there's another story about two sons, which I find, like I've been really reflecting on it, I find it, I don't know, man, it's really got my brain spinning. And it really has me feeling some things that uh, I'm... Not a real big feelings guy, and uh, and uh, unless I'm listening to music or watching musicals, I cry every time. It's it. Uh, some of you have been to shows with me, and I'm not lying. Um, so the, the the parable is this. What do you think? This is Jesus speaking, and to put some context, Jesus is speaking to large groups of people. But primarily, he's talking to a group of religious elite. And I think a lot of time we hear religious elite and we hear bad people. I don't want that. These people actually did in their heart believe that they were the keepers of truth and that their way of being was leading people to a fruitful, life-affirming life. That's what they thought. So... Be sympathetic, right? Have, you, have we ever had just everything but good intentions in our heart, mind, and soul, and it went really badly? Yes. So let's put that as a perspective. These people meant the best. They wanted people to connect with what was true and powerful and what was God. Good intentions. So here's the story. Uh, then the father, oh no, hold on. It's a conversation. Uh, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went 
to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? So I'll ask you, which of the two did, the, did what the father wanted? The first or the second? The first, right? And just like us all, they all answered the first. They answered Jesus the first. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. How does that land with you? Remember, now remember, there's a conversation going on in everybody's head. So the Pharisees, these religious elite, they're having a conversation about the conversation, right? So there's all this stuff going on. So how easy is it to hear? Remember when somebody says, hey, can I help you with that? But we hear, hey, dodo, don't you know how to do that? Is it possible that the religious, that, that, that Jesus is saying, hey, I can help you with that, but what they're hearing is, what the heck is he talking about? Doesn't he know who we are? Let's, right? Because the conversation that's going on about the conversation. But what he, Jesus isn't saying is that you are not, he's not saying you are barred from the kingdom of heaven. You will never get in. What he's saying is that this group of people is going to get in ahead of you. Now, who's been to Smuggler's Run at Disneyland? Who cried at Smuggler's Run? I cried. I cried because when I saw the table where Luke Skywalker was playing chess on that 3D board, my Star Wars changed my life. That's a different conversation. Um, I couldn't believe that I was on the Millennium Falcon. And I, I saw Luke with the guard. That was amazing. I cried at Smuggler's Run. Um, what was my point? Yeah, so my point was, there were a lot of people that got on to Smuggler's Run before I did. A lot of people. I didn't care that I was probably the millionth person. Okay, let the tax collectors go before me as long as I get to go. They didn't hear this. They thought Jesus was saying, you're out. And this is what's amazing about this story is that Jesus isn't saying no. He's saying yes. There's a chance to change your mind. In John chapter 3, there's this interaction. I'm going to suggest that you guys go read it. In John chapter 3, there's a, there's a story with this religious person, Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is hearing Jesus say, wow, all these undeserved people are going into the kingdom of God. And Jesus, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Nicodemus was one who originally said no to the way of Jesus, but then over time he had a change of mind and said yes. Now here is where I'm going to ask a couple of questions. There is a very grace-filled loop in all of this. Hmm. Technology. I'm going to keep trying. There is this very uh, loop of grace that I find in, in, in Psalms 103. I'm going to read it. 
The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Here's what I mean by the loop of grace is that even though some of us may have walked in, we have messed up, we have decided to ignore Charlie gagging. But God is so gracious that he let my no become a yes. He allowed me to fill the K-cups. He allowed me the opportunity to take out the trash. And anybody, those of you at home, everybody, even though you think you're not worthy or you've said no or you've messed up, and I mean in big ways, the biggest ways, there's still an opportunity to loop around and allow God's grace to fill you. He is not saying to anybody here that you are no longer sons or daughters. He's saying, I'm giving you the opportunity to give it another shot. And my voice, I'm not withholding it from you. My voice will keep speaking. Charlie will gag again. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions because here's what we're going to do now. I want to talk about this intuition that you guys have. Remember I said put a pin in this, that this is God's voice. I want, you, I want to talk about the intuitions that you've had, and I want you getting groups of two or three, and then I'm going to come back. I want you to consider when it is that you've had a thought or an intuition to do something kind to serve the other person, and you've said yes, or you had the thought, that's the yes, and you actually didn't carry it out. But also, when maybe you had the thought and the resistance came out as to whether or not you would do it, but did it end up doing the thing? And I want you to be specific. I want you to give examples. I'm going to give you five minutes for that. The questions will be up here now, and I'll be back in five minutes. So I, I'm going to, if anybody's willing to share, and I'm going to encourage you, this is the part where we all get to have a conversation. Who here has had that impulse, intuition, thought to do the kind thing and didn't carry it out and is willing to kind of share? Someone. And my, uh, Brandon's out there with a mic, guys, so I just a real quick conversation. Doesn't that, won't be long. And I can't see you all, so just speak up. Well, unlike Juan, the person that I'm confessing about isn't here, so that's totally cool. Cool. Um, okay. Cheryl Smith was going to be caring for somebody for a couple weeks, and she had said, you know, the, kind of fun, like in a funny way, well, one of the things would be the toughest thing is that I'm going to have to cook, you know, for them or whatever. And I had the thought, oh, I've got these freezer meals that I've prepped, and I could just take them to her, and then she'll have, you know, just throw them in the crock pot. Yeah, that didn't happen. Mm. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Next. <laughs> show, show of hands, who can relate? Right? And, and here is God's grace, loop of grace. You will have another opportunity, if not with that person, with someone else, to go again. All right. How about the second one where you had the intuition and you actually carried it through? 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, 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 there actually is a mic. There you go. Hi, everyone. Um, so this is my, my lovely fiance. I'm over here. Love her a lot. Hi, lovely fiance. Um, and one of the things that, uh, you know, because, you know, she, like she works uh, a lot and she has like a long commute and sometimes like her shoulders or back gets, you know, like a little bit sore or stiff. And my intuition will tell me like, hey, you know what, just give her just like a little, little massage. And sometimes I'll even have resistance where it's like, ah, uh, like, you know, like I'm tired or maybe she's really bugging me right now, but I go through with it. And, and then, I, then I notice that she, like, she's even more graceful, like, oh, like, thank you. Like, I really, I really needed that. So sometimes you just got to put your ego aside and listen to God. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Who, who can relate to that? The request is made, however overtly or subtly, and you think, I'm kind of mad at them. Right? But then to push through... And show love is awesome. Now here is, I'm going to propose this week, maybe for the rest of your life, but at least this week, that you consider that that is God's voice reaching out to you. That you consider that. There's a story in 1 Kings, Samuel, and 1 Kings 19, where there's this prophet they're out to get him. He's hiding in a cave. His name's Elijah. He's, he's going to get killed. The truth is, he is going to get killed. Bad news. Things, bad things are happening. And Elijah wants him, God, to show up in the big things. And he's thinking he's going to show up in fire in the sky, in earthquakes. Somehow he's going to show up. And he will deliver me. And God comes in a whisper, in a thought, in an intuition, voice, still small voice, and says, Elijah, get out of the cave. He's all, but, but, and then Elijah is immediately released. He goes out. I guess if today's the day I'm going to die, the Lord is with me. He doesn't die. Well, eventually he does because everyone does. But, um, but likewise, like the story here, like there was all the resistance and you went. Amen. So, I am proposing that that is where God is. And the call here is bear with me. Jesus in the Gospels, in Matthew actually, says that you can live this way. You can live in a way where you are consistently and continually communing with me. And Jesus says, put on my yoke, for my burden is light and life-giving, and you can hear my voice all day long and I will be with you. And I'm going to pray real quick, and then don't forget the tool. I'm going to pray real quick. And if any of you have not stepped into a relationship with Jesus and allowed him to take on 
your burden? I'm going to ask right now that you pray this and just say, Jesus, I don't know why I feel this. I don't know how I know this, but you are alive. And you are here to take my life so that I could hear your voice and I can act on your voice and your prompting all day long. I ask that not only you forgive my sins, but you help me believe that you are there to forgive me. And that, and that you're going to let me go again, even though I said yes and didn't carry it through. Even though I said no, you're going to give me an opportunity to change my mind today. I ask this in your powerful name. Amen. And I'm going to end with this tool. Here's the tool. You guys already experienced it. The tool is whenever you find yourself in a conversation with someone and there's like there's a possibility to do something powerful, life-affirming, supportive, loving that you envision, that you picture yourself next to Jesus as your partner, as your mentor, as your savior, and that you picture that yoke being put on both of you because the yoke is not being put on you. You are going to move in tandem with Jesus. Like he is going to be right here. And then you ask yourself, ask him, what do I do to support and love them? And then act. Especially when you're ticked off. Especially when you're ticked off. Especially when you're making up things about what the conversation is about without checking in with the other person. Put the yoke on and recognize that Jesus has partnered with you. The divine has partnered with you. The voice of God is alive and speaking to you every day. Every day. You will get to cook again. You will get to massage again. And Charlie will gag again. Amen, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.